And if we ain't number one in the charts, hopefully we're number one in your heart. Let's get it, get it! <laughs> All right, man, what's on the show today? Movement, man, movement. You might not like the guy, you might like the guy. Hopefully you just take something from it. The leader of the National Party, Christopher Luxon, is on the show today. That's the big one. Uh, had a real good sit down with him, and we're going to play out a few more over the next couple of days, but I hope you enjoy it. We spoke with all the political party leaders, and we did this about a month ago, eh, Matsuma? We did indeed, Quite a yeah. while ago. It was a, it was a chance for us to, I guess, dabble into politics, but not in the way that it's leading in any, any, any way. I'm pretty proud of how we've done all our, our interviews with our political leaders. It's like for you to make the choice. Yeah. You're the one who's going to be voting, not us. Well, we will, but you, you make your choice up after these. Without a doubt, without a doubt. All right, we always start the show with an absolute boy. And I've got those honors today. I've got a new song. Big fan of Burner Boy. Oh, dropped his album last Friday. He's got a little tang tang. A little tang tang. Got great features on it, but my favorite feature of the whole album was with Dave. The song here is called Cheat On Me. Your vibe. Yeah, yeah. For your Thursday. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I dare you to cheat on me, cause I already did it. Yeah, just warm in my people, they busy, busy. So I give them my heart, I'm a diva. Come on now. If you too stress, you make you leave her, leave her. Don't be everybody, be believer. Anytime that I pull up, I deliver. Anytime, any arena, arena. I be caught on like Jesus. Before you start to criticize, consider, oh, consider, oh. I was cheating on, cheating on me. I was cheating on, cheating on me. I just want to see my people get down. Chatting people, I swear down. They can't pass in the dinner, my people visa. No be Taliban, no be a guy down. And they do not intend to permanently leave down. Standing my feet down, me a believer. So me a new lad, different caliber. Taking my niggas around the world every day. Kilo me, kilo me, kilo me. He's on something. There's like, this is strange hate for Afrobeats at the moment, but it's like, it's coming from a very small section of society. Right, and, loud though. And from a lot of artists who aren't Afrobeat artists, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and I saw Burner Boy kind of uh, got interviewed about it recently, and he was saying, you know, what do you do with like, kind of the, the hate? And then he said, oh man, people don't know what they don't know. He's like, I grew up in Africa. I know who we are. He was like, oh, he goes. He's like, my job is only to, you, to, to be a part of uniting us. And sometimes he goes, that comes with education. So we can't we can't hate on people who don't understand that already. He said, I'm trying to unite all of us from wherever we are. I was like, damn! If you listen to the very last song, I, I haven't heard this story, but if you listen to the very last song, it's called uh, Thanks I Get. The feature artist on that, J. Cole. Oh. And they're talking like that. Do we think there's a similar sentiment as to what happens on Twitter after the Tall Blacks pulled out the haka against um, about the USA? <laughs> 
Well, like culturally, it's like it's who we are. We know about it. We're educated by it. But when someone else sees it from an, an entire another continent, or the world sees like Maori culture on display in haka form, they're like it's confusing to them. They're like, what is this? Is this just like you gloating before the game starts? It's ignorance so is bliss, right? Yeah, I don't, I'm not triggered by um by 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 comments about people who don't understand our culture anymore. Like it happened with the FIFA Women's World Cup too, right? Spain, yeah. and and that later said they'll just they just didn't know. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, it's like. It's yeah. I'm not trying to be those guys, but it's not anyone's job necessarily to understand our culture more than it's my job to understand my own. So if like that's where our energy is, of course people aren't going to get a haka. Yeah. Of course they don't get it. It's so left field, particularly in the in the realm of basketball. People who have no idea you and know never I mean? seen it before. Yeah, and to be fair, like it doesn't if we mean it doesn't hurt to read it. Totally, it hurts to don't read. Don't get triggered so easily, fam. <laughs> Am- we cannot be amateurs out here. Yeah. Yeah. Right, come on now. Very good point, though. Very, very good point. Well, that's your vibe for today. I hope you like it. It's called I Told Them. Well, that song there is called Cheat On Me, but it's off the album from Burner Boy called I Told Them. Nice. Let's get into some daily bread, eh? Breaking bread with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. Here we are. August Chew. 31st. That's 243 days deep into the year. Only 122 left to get her done. Get her done. It's matchmaker day today. A day to raise a toast to the people who create happy endings for others. Uh, Okay. Fair Happy mark. ever afters, my friend. Happy ever afters. Wow. Well, however you want to put it. Look, me and Matsu Mark would like to match make you, Brock. There's no point. way. I don't know why you're being so proud. We're great guys. You don't think we're great guys? That well, we wouldn't be able to. First of all, first of all, it's not going to happen for <sighs> at least a year. <laughs> At least you got to dip your toe back in the water oh, first. You know what I'm saying? Listen to it. You don't. You don't. You know what, Brooke? Out of one of the few things you don't get to choose in life is when love slaps you in the face. <laughs> oh, when it slaps you, you're like, beautiful. Slap me again. Beautiful. It's also Eat Outside Day today, where we encourage uh, we people to get back to that man. Yeah, outside, heavy on the side. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I like a bit of a picnic. A little fish and chips outside. I also Take like down to the beach. I'm trying. Yeah, true. That's right. It's a vibe. A little mm. back of the uh, back of the U. Mm. A tailgate down. Yes. <laughs> and finally, Shush. staying on the theme of food, it's trail mix day. You boys ever Ugh. dig into trail mix? Ugh. I don't know it what trail mix like is. Scousing. Can you please unpack that a little bit? So trail mix is usually put together when you're on a tramp, and it's usually a whole lot. It's other no, uh, otherwise known in scouting terms as scrogging. Wait, I'm proud of you that you didn't know what that was. And basically it's like I know you didn't. Sunflower, uh, sun, oh, sunflower seeds, um, nuts, uh, chocolate, all sorts of little goodies all mixed into a bag so that you get enough energy and protein. You and said tramp. Brooke's still bouncing on it. Yeah. Like, I, why, did you ever go tramping? Nah, but my grandma, she had scrogging. Yeah, so sorry sorry about about that. when you're really hungry, when you're really it's hungry just, out on nah, the plane, for me, and you man. can just reach your hand in and get a little. Nom, 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 nom. That, it's, it's, worse. it's worth it. Nah, I like it. Yeah, I do like that. Mm. I don't know what it is. My uh, daily brief for today is: guess what, guys? The biggest Loch Ness monster search in 50 years is being conducted this weekend in the Scottish Highlands. Come on, <laughs> give us a Scottish accent. Go on, have a go, Brooke. Scotland. Scotland. Potatoes. Ooh, Ireland. That's, Ireland. That's Irish. Oh, oh, look at you, roll your eyes. Freedom! I fight for the freedom of Scotland. Here it is. Shush. Um, guys, equipped with thermal drones, infrared cameras, and hydrophones, researchers aim to detect the evidence of Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster. This two-day effort, the largest survey in 50 years, involved both on-site volunteers and remote participants using webcams. How exciting. I don't like this, man. I like the idea that a, that a, a, a large cohort of people have said, look, we've, we've done the individual thing. 
Team right? makes the dream I know work. we all got cameras, we got thermostats, we got whatever, we got infrared, whatever. Let's all get together on the same day. No, I hate it, man. Teamwork make the dream work. Why that, do you hate it, bro? Because we idea, not that me. The, the idea of Nessie is like it's the mystery behind the whole thing. I think if, if Blocky was really around, we probably would have found it by now. Now we're going to bring out all the cameras and the infrared. The mystery's going to be gone. Now, hang on. Let's I just like go the around the room that is, that and give there, ourselves out of 10 okay. the chance that they actually find Locky or Locky. Don't ask me, bro. I'm, I'm out a, of 10. I'm believe them. I'm, At the end of this, I believe anything's possible. Once it happens, I'm going nine, 9.2. You reckon there's They're a 9.2 chance? I'm right? way down the other end. 1.1. I'm probably uh, 1.1 with Brock. Yeah. But if it happens, you guys are we're gonna be stupid. we're gonna be slapped around the face if it happens. You guys are stupid. <laughs> I tell you what's gonna make us feel a little bit better. Go on. Well, Mike, we've been having it. We've been up in arms. Plastic straws, paper straws, guys. Paper straws. This new article is not me. I'm just reading it. Okay. Talk about it. Paper straws are more likely. Listen to me now. More likely to contain harmful forever chemicals. Then plastic straws, a new study has just revealed. Exactly! We've been doing it wrong this whole time. Because Bring back the plastic straws! is the tyranny. There is a climate change agenda. That, what? Wait. You want no, something? I didn't say that. No, I don't actually agree with that. Well, Sorry. it's called. Sorry, I don't know what came out of me. <laughs> I don't believe that. Uh, with paper straws, they look to contain something called polyfluorolocal substances, or PFAS. Basically, oh, I hate that stuff. It's the worst. Basically, this forever chemical is harder to digest, not just in your body, but around the world and in the environment. You know what I don't understand? Like, that is annoying, bro. Tapping. Um, they don't let us have plastic straws, but we've never talked about the coffee that covers uh, the plastic lids that coffee coffee cups. Right? Bro, the plastic we put in our sushi. Exactly. So... Like, why Why is the straw thing? Like, you should, I should be able to have a straw and you should take a paper lid for your coffee. But see, there's a there's a different type of... Uh, oh, I would I'm, rather I'm put my sushi was, in a paper. I was, was going to say something bad, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say there's a different type of individual that likes their coffee and they would get up in arms about it and that's why we don't do it. But that is completely unwarranted and uh, that did not need to be said. No, no, I think, Billy, what you've done is revealed <laughs> what everyone is suffering from. It's like, why me? Why do I have to lose the straw if those people oh, over there? Right. Also, um, so long I've said movie. it before, but like losing the plastic bag at like the gas station and that, like, do you know how many times I've needed like a little bag, like a plastic bag? <laughs> when you and, with the kids? and they love to tell, like anywhere you go, ask for a bag, anywhere, like a supermarket, whatever. They love telling you like, we don't have them. Okay, you cool. fight with us, man. Come on. You guys would be embarrassed at the efficiency that I have with my grocery bags. I know. No, I, I bet you I they're already. It, I, I bet you it. they're open now, already like square, perfectly in your boot, ready to just put the groceries in them. I have a small bag that holds all my other bags that are all folded perfectly. So when it comes to checkout time, I just take one out. Clinical. Fold it, and then at the end, after I take my groceries out, it all gets folded straight back. You're in the, the boot. best dad. Mate. The OCD and me love that, Mark. <laughs> I know. That was impressive, like man. That. I like that. <laughs> Alright, it's your daily bread today. Breaking bread with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor. This is The Morning Shift. Kia ora to Iwi. Um, before we get into these political interviews, I'd like to remind whānau or anyone who's new to The Morning Shift that we've built this space as a means to entertain, educate and hopefully uplift. And we are stepping well and truly out of our comfort zones talking politics. But we understand the importance of us all to understand this a little better 
and it's a big area of our lives. Now, our goal is to openly speak without an agenda to give ourselves and yourselves listening the chance to see the person behind the party and what the party stands for. Hopefully we've done that and ultimately it's up to you to decide who you vote for and we encourage that open discussion. We hope we help opening up our politicians in the best way we know how. These interviews are not focused on headlines or policy. These interviews have been done to try and find out a little more about the people and the parties in which they stand for. As you can imagine, getting into all these political party leaders on the podcast takes quite a lot of organising. So we appreciate the time over the last month that we had to record them and their time that they spent with us. Yummy. This is The Morning Shift. All right, our guest today, the leader of the National Party, Christopher Luxon. Welcome into the show. Thank you for um, for taking your time out of the day and, and spending it with us. So good to be with you guys, and thanks for having me on. There's so Most much. likely future Prime Minister. <laughs> Jordan has been saying that to us, not just because you're here now. Jordan does really I'll believe I'll tell him the guys says on the that way to everyone that comes on board. Is <laughs> secret service next time this guy comes here? Don't worry about that. There's so much that we have to dive into, but it's just nice to get to know you. Uh, I guess a little yeah. personable first. How how are you feeling at the moment? Outside of all the politics and everything that's going on at the moment, it's such a fast paced life that you're living at the moment. But how how are you living? Oh, look, absolutely loving it. I mean, I love this job that I've got, which is about you know it is politics. Now they call you a politician. I don't still think of myself as a politician, to be honest. <laughs> uh, I'm just a Kiwi who actually wants the best for the country, you know. And I think this is a fantastic country. It's an amazing place. I mean, it's got so much potential. But I just feel, and the reason I came to politics two and a bit years ago was just to make sure that. I don't feel that we're actually realising that potential. We're not solving the problems that we've got. We're not really maximising the opportunities that we have. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's a real privilege to do the job. And I sort of believe, you know, politics is one of those things you, you get involved and you, you, you everyone goes there with good intentions, irrespective of which party you're part of, uh, wanting to make a difference. And, and the debate is about how we best do that. Uh, Christopher, one of my gripes have, has been watching you on um, social media because I know that you have a social media plan and I know that it's not just you. I know that you have a team. You want to be very just direct one guy, and clear. Oh, really? You want to be clear. But I've met you off camera and you, you just seem a little, like you seem so robust and clear. But I'm, like you, I've met you where we used to work even, even today and I – you're actually really relational. You're actually really oh, relational, yeah. and it doesn't always read like that. But I understand that you've got to have a vision. You've got to be clear, and it, it, it feels a little wishy-washy at the moment. But how do you feel sometimes and deal with the perception of? Yeah, of look, who I mean, you are? I think you know, I've come into politics really quickly. You know, yeah. as the reality of it. You know, I've been there two and a bit years. I've been leader of the national party for what, nine, you know, twenty-one months or so. Uh, and so people know what I've done and they know, you know, how I led, you know, certainly leading in New Zealand and what I did overseas. Uh, but they don't necessarily know who you are. And actually, when you're in the opposition space, you get fewer opportunities actually for people to get to know you and actually how do you think and, you know, what's he like and is he going to act in my interests? Is he gonna, does he care about us? You know, that's what people really want to know. 100%. Right? And so that's, um, whereas when you've been a CEO, a big part of, you know, why I enjoy being a CEO as well was that it was all about people, really, at the end of the day. And I believe business is about people. I believe politics is about people. So I am a deeply relational guy. I'm a big extrovert. So yeah. I get energised by actually being around people. Uh, and that's the part of the job that I love the most. Yeah. Uh, is it a weird thing to kind of fall into? Because I'd imagine that you didn't always think, hey, I'm, I might be the Prime Minister. And, you know, we're quickly here, and yeah. all of a sudden you're hanging out with the royals, and, you know, things, <laughs> yeah. they just change really quickly. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I sort of grew up in New Zealand. I had a regular Kiwi upbringing. I mean, mum and dad left school at 15 and 16, and I'm the oldest of three boys. They had us young. And, you know, I worked really hard and I, I was really uh, very fortunate to get a great education here in New Zealand and I was the first to go to university. 
and then I went out in the world and I spent you know 16 years living overseas in Sydney and London and Chicago and Toronto and New York. So I sort of um, feel like I've had such great opportunities, really, and I feel like I've made the most of those. I've mm-hmm. worked really hard uh, to, to make those work as well. But I, I generally have come into this job because I really want – I could do lots of other things, but I choose to do this because I really do want that for every New Zealand kid, irrespective of their circumstances. I felt I got from a set of circumstances to a better set of circumstances mm-hmm. as a consequence of you know, being a recipient of a great state school education and, and a good university background that – made me competitive to, to do what I wanted to do to follow my dream in New Zealand. So you, irrespective of what the dream is, you want every kid to be able to feel they can flourish and actually get ahead. And Absolutely. that's certainly what I think the National Party um, and centre-right parties need to work on is making sure we don't believe in an equality of outcome, that we should all be the same at the end of our lives, that we, you know, that's called socialism. But we do believe strongly in an equality of opportunity that five-year-olds setting off in the world, irrespective of their circumstances, should have an equal shot at making their dream a reality. And I think we need to work much harder at that, and that's what centre-right parties need to do around the world. And it's just not, yep, you've got to work hard, yep, you've got to have a good attitude, yes, you've got to pull yourself up and, and, and take responsibility. But actually we have to make sure things like education and healthcare and those things actually help people actually get um, get ahead and where they need to get to. For us, it's important about just, just getting to know who you are. Yeah. Um, so we're just uh, going to ask a few questions here. We'll start here. Don't be too Great. nervous, honestly. No, no, it's all good. Uh, super interested in this. Can Would you mind sharing a personal story or experience that has shaped your personal values or political beliefs? Because my thing is this. I watch politicians all the time, and I think for you to do what you have to do to put yourself into this position – it has to be anchored in something. It yeah. has to be there. Has to be some kind of fundamental feeling or emotion inside that goes. I'm going to wake up and I want to take the hits because I really believe that in everyday Kiwis yeah. have a have a chance. So when I ask you that, I do ask, where does that personal kind of value come from for you? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I was really lucky. As I said, I had young parents, but my dad came from a really challenged background, you know, as a family. And, um, you know, I really admired my dad because he changed the course of parenting and fathering in my family big time, you know, from generations, really. And uh, he really inspired me a lot because he said, look, doesn't matter about your circumstances, it's all about where you're going to and actually your attitude and, and not being defined by your circumstances. And so, I was really fortunate with dad because and he's you know he's still you know mum and dad are still out there working and doing their thing and yeah. but, but you know he was really positive and he just sort of said doesn't matter where you come from you 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 go out and do your very best and you work hard uh, and um, and he was very positive and optimistic and then my mum you know she came she actually went on and became a social worker and then a counselor um, you know a therapist and wow. so um, so she always taught me a lot about people and walk across the room and find people that are different from you you may not agree but actually always do that and so I feel quite blessed that I sort of had two really good parents um, who actually I took quite a lot from in life which was you know don't let your circumstances define you go out and make you know take every opportunity given. so it's often when you have. when you hear people uh, talk about their past for you, you you look at that and also acknowledge well the framework that I had I, I've I was able to personally see that it changed in a generation. So yeah. Is that what gives you hope for people? Yeah, it does, because I can go back and I've looked at my family history a lot and studied my family history, you know, and, you know, I've got, you know, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, you look, you look at Luxons, we had a lot of history with the criminal justice system, frankly, <laughs> since we arrived in this country, to be honest. And, um, you know, and I just look at someone like my dad who made an intentional decision to be a very different father and to be very present and to be... Um, very positive uh, with his three boys and and shape them and, and and make sure he imparted positivity and optimism and and values of working hard and all that good stuff and then from my mum I really got you know a real sensitivity around people you know that it's yeah. actually about people and even as a little boy 
you know, she would deal with people that were in need and we had people in and out of our house all the time in different circumstances. And so we had huge appreciation that we were very privileged, really, and very lucky. And so, you know, when you're given opportunity and you're given, you've got skills, abilities and experiences, you've got to go work that out. Awesome. I love the metric of, uh, I don't want to let my parents down. And I think we can all kind of understand, <laughs> yeah. like if, I, if mum and dad are happy with what I'm trying to do at the moment, <laughs> then I can sleep well at night. I, I know this. Realising, you want to realise your potential, right? And you want to work out your skills, abilities and experiences. And I was very fortunate when I was overseas that I got to meet a lot of really great leaders, some famous world leaders and in business or community or politics. And some of them, you know, I, and I've always studied leaders a lot, you know, from when I was 19, I pick a leader and I study them for a whole year and read everything about them. And you learn stuff about Who's what the they did. Well, the latest one was actually, I finished um, Lee Kuan Yew, uh, Robert Kennedy, um, there have been more recent ones. I haven't had a lot of time, to be honest, in the last year and a bit. <laughs> too busy 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 Kennedy, I'm a big fan of the Kennedy going uh, in office at the moment in America. Um, Robert yeah, Robert Jr. Kennedy Jr. Oh, yeah, yeah Bobby Kennedy's uh, eldest son. Guy. You know, yeah. the key is they all have a, a way they talk, like, Barack, he is that. Well, I got to know Trump Obama well. I got to know Obama a bit in Chicago, and then I brought him out to New Zealand. It's a hell of a flex, oh, really? man. And was so um, Amanda and I had the great privilege of spending the night with him, and he was one of my wow. heroes in the sense of I. The leaders I admire are people who are personally humble, but yeah. actually have massive determination for their cause or their organisation or their company or their country or whatever it is. And you meet a lot of people in life and leaders who actually are very f- egocentric and it's about them and themselves and how great they are. So Obama humble. Christopher. He was great. And, and I mean, we had a great evening, you know, discussing parenting and all sorts of Just things over a long dinner stuff. from six to midnight. And yeah, then we went on, um, so wrestling Kiwis in the evening. So uh, <laughs> it was great. So. Uh, I imagine there's um, challenges every day. There's challenges. You're probably putting out fires, whether it's something you believe in, whether you don't believe in. Other parties are saying these things about you. Maybe it's in your own party and you're like, God damn, you've done this again. We're in the media for all the wrong reasons. What are some of the challenges you're dealing with at the moment? Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, well, really, it's just actually getting the message out, you know, that actually we do have a fantastic country and actually here are our ideas of how we can take it forward. And I think what I observe coming new to politics is that there's a lot of solutions and ideas that roam around to attach to a problem, whereas in my life you define the problem that we've got and face up to that reality and then you put the plan in place to deal with that that problem. Mm. And so, you know, you look at education for it at the moment. As I said, education's a social and economic failure if we don't get it right because people can't get higher-paying jobs if they're not educated uh, equally. It drives a whole bunch of inequality and inequity as a, as a result as well. So you look at it and go, well, actually, our academic achievement's really poor uh, and it has slipped a lot over the last few you know, decades under successive governments, really. So what are we going to do to fix it? And so then you just get very pragmatic and practical about those issues and try and communicate that so that people actually understand where you're coming from. I'm not yeah. banning mobile phones because I'm, I'm wanting to be... I agree with the no about thing. it, But it's just actually <laughs> saying, well, that's actually a practical solution to make sure we're maximising learning in classrooms and that kids have got their best shot. Definitely. Uh, Mark's going to... We're going to shift, shift over there just because we're time poor. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start throwing some I political questions. questions. <laughs> 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 um, but what's, what do you reckon is the most pressing issue Aotearoa is facing right now? The one right now is really the cost of living. Like mm. It is out of control. And what has happened essentially is the government has spent a lot of money and it's driven up this thing called inflation, which is you know price increases all the time. And then that's had to lead to higher interest rates and then higher interest rates have actually slowed the economy down. And when the economy slows down, you end up creating unemployment. So that's the history of sort of economics. And that is without doubt the biggest thing that I've got to deal with because at the end of last year, I had this great privilege of sitting in with this family who were in budgeting services and, and they had got behind on their mortgage payments because their interest rate had gone from 25 to 6.5%. And they had to find $750 extra a fortnight, otherwise they're going to lose their house. 
well, you can't magic up $750 a fortnight. So they start cutting kids' sporting activities and everything Mm -hmm. to make it work. So to be honest, that's the number one issue, rebuild and fix the economy so that we can actually reduce this cost of living and actually help people get ahead because half of us are worried about money on a daily basis. 430,000 Kiwis are behind. I've met parents that are skipping meals because they can't afford food in supermarkets. Mm. And you go down and, and hang out at different food banks and you see people with good jobs and average incomes that are there in record numbers. So, How easy is that to fix? Like When I say easy, I know it's not a, a one thing, but is there a way that this can yeah, be fixed there, without there, having there to wait it out? There is a way. You, you actually you can keep doing Band-Aid whack-a-mole economics, as I would call it, where you sort of have these tactical things to try and make life a little bit easier for people. But you have to get under the surface and actually mm. deal with the causes of it. And that really is actually stop passing costs on to businesses that lead to higher prices. Make sure we free up our business so they can grow and expand and increase the wages and salaries. But that means immigration settings and red tape. Got to go through all the wasteful spending and get that off the table and, and actually get the money going to the better places. Mm. And then uh, give people some tax relief so they get to keep more of their own money in their pocket so that they can spend it and save it as they see fit. What it feels like sometimes though is that every government... <laughs> Go say, say, say stuff, and then none of them do it. Yeah, but and, 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 like, yeah. but are you saying like are you saying uh, you don't give me promise the world vibes? You give me uh, uh, this is a plan, and we're going to. Well, I've been it. I've been you used to I mean? turning companies around all my life, yeah. right, in large organisations. Good companies, and so companies. you know, um, it's it's. I know the country's not a com- company. Don't don't get me wrong, but the process of turning around and being really clear about here's the reality of the situation. We may not like to say it like that, but that's the reality of it. But if you don't know where you're starting from, you don't know where you're going to. And so you've got to have face up to the brutal facts of the yeah. reality, and then have hope, not just in some kumbaya sense, but because you've got a plan mm. that you can get yourself out of the hole and actually get the car into first and second gear and moving down a highway and and, and actually get the country moving forward. And so. For me, it's that, that's how I think about it, you know, which is good problem definition, reality, face up to it. Now let's sort out how we get going. Totally. Uh, another question from the politics side. If you were in charge, if you became all of a sudden the national minister for making politics more engaging for the young yeah. and disinterested, <laughs> what, would be, what would be a plan for you to get more people kind of engaged in what it is that you guys are trying to, trying, trying to achieve? Come and do this podcast for sure. Right? Yeah, you know, you, just come <laughs> every week, brother. <laughs> no, I mean... Um, that's, I talk to young people a lot because I go into a lot of schools uh, most weeks and just I meet with the, often the, the young leaders and, and you actually sense that we don't want people giving up on politics. We want to encourage them, irrespective of your politics and which party you support. We want everybody to be able to engage and actually enter into the process. And so if you're frustrated with it, do something about it. You know, Don't just whinge and complain and get angry and, and, uh, and, and talk to your mates about it. Get, get involved. You know, go, go sign up with a political party. You know, get involved in a campaign. Um, Know, stand for a position. Um, stand up for something you believe in, you know. And actually, I, I'm a big believer of that in, in life, which is find the thing that you can't stand and you want to do something about, mm. and uh, and then go do that. I um, agree with you. I come from a place where we don't have much. Yeah, like we we grew up and we're as much as you want to come to these things and, and be a part of it and put your hand up to make a it's change. It's hard, right? We're, we're, you're hungry. Like we yeah. just you can't get an education because you're hungry. Yeah, you're missing out on all these meals. Well, and exactly. That's where it gets back to those points of yeah, there's like a reality here yeah. and hope is the worst thing for us because yeah. we're hopeful for these things to yeah, change and it doesn't come and it's constantly the same thing and yep. you just get taught and so if your parents and your grandparents go through this yep. that's just the norm yeah no I hear you I think that's why you know, I know I talk about the economic you know in our party we talk a lot about economics right and I understand the dollars and the cents and all the left brain economic side of it 
But actually, if you care and love people, you actually run a, a really good economy. Because when you don't, mm. you see the pain and suffering that's actually happening today. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. seen the pain and suffering? Oh, like, absolutely. Because I think that's the other part is we don't we don't hear that as much too. Like, what, no, what are but, you seeing when you really well, go I, there? What breaks your heart is... Oh, I mean, you know, when I spoke to parents and they're skipping a meal because they can't actually afford food in a supermarket, you know... Um, uh, when you go and visit food banks, and I do it up and down the country, and people come up to me quietly at the end and say, "Chris, I never thought I'd be here. You know, I thought I, I wanted to be self-reliant, I wanted to be independent, but I need the help." And um, you know, and they feel some sense of shame about it. You go, "Man, they shouldn't feel that." Um, so, so I, I, I do so. I mean, I've, I've sort of had a rule always, even even in my past life. You always got to go to the front line and see what's going on. It comes back to my mum a little bit, which is she said, "Walk across the room and find someone who's in a different set of shoes from you," and it's that same sort of thinking. I think it's the same with the country, and that's why I get out of Wellington quickly because it's, <laughs> it's Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and it's all Parliament and debate, but it's all in a bit of a bubble down there. Uh, and you've actually got to go out and actually meet people who are actually doing incredible work, whether it's on youth homelessness or whether it's you know, mental health issues that I've been with, or, or food banks, and actually talk to people and actually understand their reality. Um, and so you've got to feel for what's going on, not just yeah, an intellectual approach to it, yeah. but you actually know how people are feeling in the country, and that's that's really important to me. I've just got one more to finish from the political side. If you could explain to us what the National Party stands for today, but do it in a way that we will actually understand. Don't use too many, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, jargon. <laughs> jargon yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, really, it's the National Party is about individuals, empowering individuals to, to realise their potential, and that's what I think it's about, and saying we don't believe that the government and state should do everything, and that's what the other side of politics believe. We think that actually we should empower people to make their own choices, to realise their own potential, and as long as they've got what they need around them, you know, as I said, the you know, good education, good health care, the things that give them an opportunity to, to realise their best self, that's really, we've got to create the conditions and if they're prepared to work hard and make their dream a reality, that's what has got to happen. But, but we've got to make, we've got to focus on that stuff, you know, because you can't just say make your dream a reality and then you've got all these other issues and hurdles that you're trying to overcome at the same time. Just really quickly yeah. too, before we get into the no, re- good, good, good. Re- re- re-hateable or relatable, <laughs> uh, which is a very interesting segment, um, what, I mean, you've you've had, I guess, a quick four-minute tour of what we're doing here. What what comes into your mind as a as a as well, a party I, leader for national? What do you see? Well, as I said to you, you know, what was incredible was you got the most clean, cleanest uh, warehouse I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the you know, boys I, out there keep it I, slick operation out there. When I used to work for a company called Unilever, we had a lot of factories and I saw a lot of warehouses, but I've never seen anything like that. That is, you can literally eat your dinner off the floor on that one. So, um, but I just think it's awesome what you're doing, right? I mean, it's it's another way of engaging and it's another channel by which people can connect to a conversation. And I think what you're doing is important. I mean, I, I found it interesting. I thought the conversation around mental health, for example, is happening in forums like this in a much richer way than it's ever happening in Parliament, to be honest with you, mm. you know? Because people can engage, they can actually, um, you know, and actually talk about it. You're having a much more mature, developed, a real conversation, an honest conversation, real conversation about it. And we need a few more real conversations. I think that's why it's um, we need always need real conversations. That's why I think what you're doing is important. Yeah, cool. I think uh, for us, when we come to work, this is really what Aotearoa can look like. We're a yeah. bunch of mates who, yeah. you know, some of us are growing growing up together. Some of us met later in life, and we've kind of all gone off and done our own dreams and then we've kind of gone well how do we get together and we've processed our trauma and then we come on the mics and we pick at each other's trauma all over again and now we have the prime minister here Um, look we have some fun but isn't that cool because that's what you should be doing you are living your dream and you actually are trying to make something happen and you believe in something you've got a mission and a purpose and then surely that's what life's about not going through the motions just taking a job getting a paycheck actually doing something you believe in and getting 
connected to mission improvements. Oh, we're trying to do the life. dishes over here. We're getting yeah. there. We're trying yeah. to help ourselves. We're trying to help ourselves. Um, the last part of this uh, is called uh, relatable or relatable, and it's questions <laughs> from our. Who dreamt this up? <laughs> me, I did actually. <laughs> but it's basically it's basically our listeners have. Uh, put in submitted their questions on what they think determines whether someone's relatable or not. Yeah, so yeah. you'll be oh, fine. You'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Have some fun. No I political will. questions here. Uh, do you put your bread in the fridge or the cupboard? Fridge. Every um, politician said fridge because they go away, so they look cool because it means <laughs> they're not wasteful. So it's a good answer. Uh, where do you buy your linen from, and what fabrics uh, are they made of? Uh, briscoes and cotton. Yeah, nice. Yeah. On sale though, right? On sale. Yeah. Yeah, man, they're on sale every week. That's, <laughs> that's 70% off. Uh, what rules do you play by for last card? Um, I don't play last card, if I'm honest with you. That's all right. That's I don't good get on politics, I don't, Same I, thing. I don't get time to do that. Yeah. Same like some other board good. games, but not that. Yeah. Being honest is relatable. Uh, <laughs> if you take food to someone's house uh, to share, do you leave the leftovers or take them home? Uh, leave them. That's the only one answer to yeah. that now that you're right. Yeah, that's good. Do you do the dishes? Yeah, I do, actually. I quite like cleaning up, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I used to do a little bit more cooking in the old days or when I was much younger, actually. And then, um, But I do like wiping benches and emptying dishwashers and, and, and washing dishes and doing all that stuff. It's good. Yep. I was hoping someone would be like, nah, man, I'm, <laughs> nah, <don't laughs> I'm done with that, yeah, man. I'm, I'm past the now. dishes yeah, stage. Yeah. Yeah. Some sense Make of satisfaction, eh, of just cleaning up. Question. I do have a question on top of that. What about uh, the dish of choice? Let's just say we're coming around to your house. Is there something you could whip up that you know off by heart that that um, is uh, as an easy go-to? What do you I, make I, I really love um, lasagna. <laughs> yeah, and I love custard squares. Oh, oh come and on. And there used to be one I used to do with Huntley Palmer crackers Ooh. as the instead of the oh, pastry. Oh, I love Huntley and then Palmer put crackers. The custard on top. And My mum used to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think I don't know whether it must have been an 80s thing. It like, would have been. I don't know yeah. what it was, but yeah. I like that. I don't know if you and Christopher Hip can see eye to eye on everything, but that was the same thing. He said lasagna as well. Did he? So oh, find a common ground somewhere. Such a dead dish. The same name and the same meal. Can you drive manual? Oh, yes, I can. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I learned to drive in a 1960s <laughs> Mini, yeah. and so, um, yeah, I can do stick shift manual. Yep. Next question it needs to be realistic. Uh, Mark said a very low price we didn't agree with, but uh, how much should a pie cost everyday Kiwis? I reckon about $3.50. Yeah, great. Oh, that's, what we said said too. Yeah. that's exactly what I yeah. locked in. That's exactly what I locked <laughs> in. It should be two bucks. But it should be, but it's not, not realistic. It's not realistic. Uh, there's four more. What mayonnaise brand do you put in your trolley? Uh, Hellman's. Huh? Hellman's? Yeah, that's, that's not bad. That's good. Yeah. No, no, run that's good. I've never heard yeah. of Hellman's. Well, it's actually, I think we call it Best Foods here in New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's actually one of my old brands, actually, from my old life uh, at Unilever. So it was yeah. one of the You had two flexes. That's I take flex. that over yeah, Barack. Yeah. That's yeah. a flex. Yeah. Yeah. That's a flex. Um, let's go on Warriors or Up the Was? Warriors? Let's go on Warriors or Up the Was? Let's, what do we say? You can see I'm not familiar with the lingo. It's said wrong, but it's a saying like. Let's go Warriors? Yeah, let's go on, but they say let's go on Warriors. Oh, right. I'd say let's go on Warriors. Yeah, that's nice. Original. You guys are big there, eh? I saw you guys. Love the Warriors. Yeah. I got to do the coin toss the other day, which is pretty cool. They're going so well, man. They only invite Brooke to the PR events, though. They don't invite me and Mark, which I think is a little bit. Mark's not see though. That's okay. In high school, what would your lunch typically consist of? Cheese and Marmite sandwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you just made Mark so happy. Yeah. That's, all, that, that's what <laughs> Would you was. still eat one today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd, be my, that. that'd be my go-to snack yeah. if I could get one. How much yeah. is minimum wage? Uh, about $22.70. Perfect. About. Spot on. Perfect. Uh, and last one, what's the most uh, you should pay for an avocado? Probably five bucks. 
Yes, for <laughs> It's an economics man right there. It's an He's done inflation, cost. Uh, but you said you didn't want. You know, know, that's right. You're right. Hope. You need. You need reality. Uh, right? Just done your results. You are still relatable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, before you get up out of here, is there anything that you'd like to say? And just, just on the way out. No, look, I just know to everyone listening, you know, that New Zealand's been in a really tough place, and I know how hard it is for people out there. But I don't want them giving up hope because actually we do have a fantastic country, and you get to meet amazing people in my job every day day every week and uh, we have the best people in the world talented determined creative innovative and we can do really well for ourselves we're in the right part of the world asia pacific and we've got a good society and a liberal democracy so everything i appreciate things are imperfect and we've got to keep working at perfecting the country but actually don't give up hope uh and and irrespective of your politics you know get out and vote and actually get engaged in the process um later this year as well but um great country great future we can do well for ourselves but we now have to go to work and get things sorted and turned around christopher mark luxon leader of the national party do the dishes yes got that mark in there too this is the shift the shift Make an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. Ah. Okay. <laughs>